Progress Wrestling is back. Looks slightly different. It's on the WWE Network. It's not the same people introducing. It's obviously been away because of the lockdown and was touched by the Me Too speaking out movement as well. And of course it looks a bit new because there are no fans there. But it does seem like a reset. What they've done very handily is they have decided to run these first programs around a natural progression tournament for people who you might not know or have seen before and by doing that it gives some impetus to their comeback what it doesn't do is it doesn't say we're hot shotting this and we're going to put some people that you really know right at the top and fill it with um with stars to make a big event because quite a lot of the stars that you would fill it with in the past are people who were implicated in the Me Too movement. So it does seem to be a ground up, slow progress, haha, to coming back. And that is entirely the right way to do it. What helped was that this event had superb wrestling in it. So the stuff around it wasn't so good. And so let's get to that. You've got an introduction with kind of a dubstep title music, which doesn't really help. That's not really very current. But the graphic feel looks good, you know. You, you've got the commentary with a bit of variable sound quality. So sometimes it drops out. And the sound in the ring, the grunts, the groans... And all of that just sounds a bit louder. Plus you've got Roy Johnson. Now he's announcing and he's turned up in his ring gear. I suppose just in case they need him. He's not ideal. He has the kind of... um, He has the cojones to chat to us. But um, he's... Whenever he raises his voice to announce someone coming in, it it turns to a squeak. You really need to keep that tone going, mate. And he's res- he reading the wrestler details, coming in, uh, weighing 155 pounds off his phone. In fact, in the main event, Dan Maloney, when he's being introduced is miming a phone just to take the mickey out of that. It's not ideal. It doesn't look like he's particularly prepared. And he doesn't have the stentorian voice of an announcer. Anyway, just some of the good stuff. Gene Money, who you know, is had caught fire. You know, was something very special before lockdown. Spike Trivet, who I love... You know, I I love his shtick, being someone who's a complete anti-Thatcherite. His Thatcherite shtick and heel persona really works for me. Versus Omari versus Chris Ridgway, which is, it's a a contenders match and a one contenders match for the Progress World Championship. And actually, there's a lot of really good work in here. I've missed Spike, he's got such charisma and, and he loves 
the, you know, he clearly enjoys being in the ring. He even, he, he appeared to chop Chris Ridgway's upper thigh right near the nads, which I really liked. I thought that was great. There is a, a Ridgway is thought to be the big event here. He sticks on a massive ankle lock to Spike, but Omari is very popular as well. Um, he he pulls um, Trivé, who took a lot of work here actually, from from his back by his ankle to a flapjack. But in the end, Money and Ridgeway were left in the ring, and Money really was brutalised by Ridgeway. It has to be said for the pin. It was a good starter. It wasn't a fantastic match because you don't want that with your starter because then everything else is trying to live up to it and you've got some people who uh, haven't had much experience coming up. So, you know, it really pitched itself nicely. Which meant that the next match, Man Like Derice versus Luke Jacobs for the Natural Progression quarterfinals, was allowed to breathe. First of all, Man like Derice. Derice, Deris, Derice. Raps, but we can't really hear it here. It, I mean, you know, even the acclaimed are better. And that is saying something. But the action was nice and tough. There was a very good um, man like Derice head kick and forearm off the ropes. And he got a long two um, after a sit-out power slam. Also, he hit a cutter, pop-up powerbomb for another long two, and it does sound like he's got more offense in than Luke Jacobs. And he has. He misses a sweet 450. It would have been sweet if he'd hit it. Sour because he missed it. So Jacobs hit him with a lariat uh, for a long two, and then a surprise um, lariat for a pin. Good match, though. Really nice. Followed by something else, which was pretty special. Kid Lycos 2. Oh, yes, you know there were two. Versus Ethan Allen. It's another quarter-final match. And I think the commentary said they were tag partners, or had been. And they worked really well together. You know, Allen got a nice armbar and a neck crank. Lycos came back with a good head scissors. There was a gut wrench. Because you can muscle Lycos up. He's, he's not a big chap um, from Allen there. But Lycos suddenly hit a Spanish fly off the top. Beautifully executed for a long two. And then the end was really brutal. You know, Allen pulled back on the arms, stamped the centre of, of the, the back by the neck. Repeatedly stamped and stomped. Lycos's face into the mat to put him out. Good match. Now, the I think only women, only women's match, yes, on on the uh, on the card was a cracker. Molly McKenzie versus Mercedes Blaze. Mercedes has the attitude. Oh, she certainly does. Very sassy. Takes the mic. Puts uh, Molly down. Molly says, oh, hang on, just give me the mic. Goes to speak, then cracks her, which is very nice. There is a very nice Blaze two knees up in the corner. She really got the height on that. 
and then suplex into the corner. That looked quite nasty. Mercedes landed, um, yeah, uh, Molly landed quite badly, really. Then Mercedes hits a full, a full Nelson, a nasty su- uh, Molly gets a nasty suplex in return. Blaze landed on the back of her head there, really well delivered. Mercedes hits a spear from the top, but Mackenzie. Um, oh, and, and and Blaze gets air on a cutter for a two, but Molly Mackenzie gets the pin, surprisingly, because Blaze was all talk and had it going on. She hit a back elbow, did Molly Mackenzie, for the pin. Brutal, pretty quick match. Next match, not great, but very good. That's what you're dealing with here. That was the quality, really. You've got Elijah, who doesn't half look angry. Oh, something's upset him. Versus Danny Black, who's got a little hood with horns and a very, quite a big fro. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tight at the back and sides, but really big on top. Anyway, this is another quarter-final match for the Progression Tournament. And it does seem cagey, but only for about a minute, because Elijah just takes over after that. Goes for a neckbreaker, loses the grip. It's not ideal, but then um, he does have most of the offence. Even though Danny Black hits a really nice hammerlock suplex, which the commentary team seemed to miss, to be honest. And a top rope cutter. For, uh, for a long two. Elijah has a, a tough style, stiff style. Most of the time he seemed to be in control. Black was coming back with lots of um, really good moves, but sporadic moves. Towards the end, Elijah's just kicking and kicking and kicking on Danny Black, and it looked like Black was out. Then suddenly, he had a brain buster for a pin. That tells a story we already know. It's comfortable. It was clear all the way through that Black was probably going to win this because they'd signalled that early. So that wasn't fantastic, but Black hit some really good moves, actually. Now, to another match which was very good but not great. It was Warren Banks versus Big Guns Joe, another quarter-final match. The commentator's really pushing Joe, saying how hugely muscled he is. He isn't. He's quite caught for a, you know, a, a sort of um, guy with a bit of timber on, but he's, he's not massively muscled. Anyway, there's um, some good action here. Banks gets wrist control. Also stamps on that hand throughout the match. There is a um, a big Joe gut wrench, and Warren Banks is a big fella. You know, to get him up, to muscle him up into a gut wrench, does need strength. So I understand what they're saying in a way. And then there's a big Banks enziguri, and a, a, a fantastic ripcord knee smacks into Joe's face. He really delivered it with precision and in bad intention. Then he hit a huge spear for the pin, and that was that. Some good action, a little bit faceless, which is why we need Chuck Mambo. Yes, I've missed Chuck Mambo. He's always brought the party. And Kid Lycos. Great to see these two. 
So here is your, um, I suppose, co-main event, if you like. Really well done. Great spots. Chuck Mambo did his rope and um, and bounce rope, um, rope walk and, and rope bounce, should I say, spot, which is always a thing of beauty. It's lovely. Lycos hits a smashing DDT. And then, um, and then there was a lovely... Uh, cinched in uh, Kid Lycos arm lock but Mambo knew where he was in the ring and did that thing of pushing so that the shoulders were down and Lycos had to break it I love that spot really love it now there was a long two after Chuck Mambo got a frog splash but the ending wasn't great However, I understand why. Because Lycos 2 came in, threw what looked like to be some kind of cinder block or tile in. Lycos smacked it over Mambo's back, got an arm lock in for the submission. And afterwards, Lycos and Lycos 2 palled up. And, you know, that's something that obviously is an angle that needs to be set up. But it was such a shame because I think this... This um, knockout, knockdown, drag out affair, knockout, drag down affair, drag down the road, if, if you like, could have gone for another five minutes or so. And it would have been nice to have had a bit more action before you have a cheap finish. Bit of a shame, but did set us up nicely for Dan Maloney versus Kyra Noir. Kyra Noir is the progress champion. And, you know, I've watched Kyra Noir's. Um, Progress, ha ha, again, fnaf na, ha ha, how funny. I've watched that throughout the years and he's come from being an oddity, sort of a, a bit of a sort a bit of a of a gimmick. And he's not he's never diluted that gimmick. That's always been the gimmick, that kind of you know the um the Black Swan, ballet-based, beautiful gimmick that he does with the, the huge cape and all of that and the makeup uh, and and uh, the ballet stance. He's still doing that. He's never diluted that. He's got over purely because of his talent and his tenacity. And that is the way to do it. He's made people eat their words and he's convinced people when they were unsure. And Dan Maloney is meat and potatoes. He's got a nose ring, but that's about it. However, this is a fabulous match. You know, when I see a match, I think, ah, I'm not quite sure about this. A few minutes in, and then a few minutes later, I think, oh, they were just they were just taking us through it and warming this match up. Now it's big. And, you know, this is the kind of match that doesn't explode. It unfolds. And that's entirely appropriate with Car Noir being in the ring. Um, some of the things that you've got here, but you'll have to watch it. It's got fluidity, which is gorgeous. There's a blackout sleeper attempt with... Um, but Car Noir is thrown onto the top of his head, really. Does quite... Does get quite hurt there. There is a black hole slam which Maloney beautifully executes. And then a massive Cara Noir suplex, but unfortunately walking straight into a brutal Maloney clothesline. 
I love the sit-down reverse neck breaker from uh, Cara Noir. Yes, I know it's really just a reverse neck breaker, but the way he does it is a thing of beauty, and that's why I've given it more there. A long two from Maloney after a belly-to-belly off the top, and then a package pile driver, sort of package pile driver, modified, if you like, from Cara Noir, and a choke, but by the time he's choking, Maloney is already out. That is final. That is the way to do it with your returning champion. Beautiful, uncompromising, and a bit of a stunner, that match. Really well done. And the whole thing, really well done. Some glitches, but enough to make me want to go back and have a look at the next episode and see the semi-finals for this progression tournament. Well done, progress. Reset button pressed. Excitement to come. Four and a half out of five. Replace that announcer and it might even be a five. Ta-ta.